So we've got a leak. We have a blown world tour, apparently. And we've also got some teams vying for the opportunity to get some NCAA tournament bids. We're going to talk all things men's college hoops. Recap you on the Tuesday and Wednesday night games with Tyler Aki of Locked on Syracuse. Let's not waste any time and get right into it. ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I am your host, Candace Cooper. Thank you so much for joining us and making us your first listen each and every day. On Thursdays, I get the chance to talk to Tyler Aki of Locked On Syracuse. He gives me all the inside scoop, not only on the Orange Men, but also on the rest of the conference. And today we're talking about men's hoops. we got a lot to go over from Tuesday and Wednesday night matchups. A couple leaked opportunities, maybe. We'll have a couple of guys who couldn't quite get it done. But of course, everyone's vying for the opportunity to dance in March and some teams are looking better than others, especially in this conference. And more importantly, we've got to talk about Coach K because, of course, wouldn't be an ACC podcast without talking about Coach K. Tyler, thank you so much for joining us. How you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, I'm getting a little bit of mention warfare right now on Twitter, but that's okay. <laughs> that's what happens when you come for the king, Candace. I see that. Let's go right into it because I want everyone to know what Tyler is mentioning. He decided to put out a very lovely tweet after the Florida State Seminoles took down the Duke Blue Devils in the final seconds of overtime. It was 79-78 victory, which, you know, when you look back at, if you rewatch the game towards the end, Wendell Moore Jr. has the opportunity to seal it, doesn't get it done. A lot of questions were asked around, you know, Paula Bencaro having the ball last and all of that good stuff. But that's not even the juiciest part of the night. Tyler Aki decides to hop on Twitter. You see his handle there below. He says, quote, what a January for Coach K retirement tour because he was verbally accost an opposing player. He lost to Miami. He missed a game. Shire leads the best ACC performance of the season. Roy Williams starts a running rival retirement tour, and they lost to Florida State, and it's only the 18th of the month. Man, he's got a 12 more days to go, 13 more days to go. Where's my math? January, yes. Yeah. Thir- I don't know. This is a 31 day month. 31, 31. Yes, yes. So 13 days ago, we never know what's going to happen here. But we saw the loss to Miami. We were kind of like, okay, maybe a fluke had a you know interesting end. And then you see the loss of Florida State, and you're kind of like, okay, maybe the team is a little more vulnerable. How stressful do you feel? Or how stressed do you feel like the Blue Devils are right now? Well, the problem right now with Duke is that they are by far and away the best team in the ACC, which sounds like yeah. a blessing, but it's right. a double-edged sword here because it's also a curse. Because the ACC is as bad as it is right now, Duke is everyone's best chance for a resume-building win. In fact, for most teams, it may be their only chance for a true resume-building win the rest yeah. of the way. So not only are you going to get team's best shots every single night if you're Duke, you're going to get more than that. You may be the the season saver. Like, I even look at this weekend, Syracuse is going in to take on Duke. That's the only chance Syracuse has of making the NCAA tournament. Aside from going on a miraculous run in the ACC tournament, they have to go out and beat Duke this Mm -hmm. weekend on the road. So you're going to get Syracuse's absolute best effort possible. 
this weekend. Now, yeah. I think Duke is good enough where they'll be able to withstand a good number of these, but it's sort of that battle of attrition, death by a thousand paper cuts. Is <laughs> you're going to have to go through this every single night if you're Duke because you're the last man standing in this conference, it feels like. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, not for nothing, Syracuse is kind of going to be like the Wake Forest team that has to face a pissed-off Duke team, which, you know, not exactly the most friendly environment scenario because they've been able to defend home. If nothing else, besides the Miami loss, they've been able to do well at home. And so I think they're going to take out all of their frustrations against an Orangeman. We're going to have to step in big ways, as you mentioned. But as we said, North Duke played Florida State 78-79. I don't know why Leonard Hamilton is not in the Hall of Fame yet, but damn it if he shouldn't be yeah. after that one. It's it's crazy to me that you, you can even tell talk about basketball in this man and not put him in that conversation. But good for you know Florida State. They were not supposed to win that game on Tuesday night, and yet they were able to come away and have some of their young guys step up in big ways. And quietly – Florida State moving its way up the ACC as well. I mean, they, they actually surpassed Duke with that. And now all of a sudden, Florida State is second in the conference, trailing just behind Miami, who Florida State's already gone out and beaten as well. They've handed yeah. Miami their only loss so far in the conference. So keep an eye out on Florida State. They had the one early loss to Syracuse in like the pre-ACC. Then they lost an early one against Wake Forest when Wake was playing their best basketball. But it's now four straight. And you've mm-hmm. taken down Louisville, who's very down this year. Miami, who was playing their best basketball. And Syracuse, who was playing a little bit better, but still not a great team. And now Duke, the, yeah. the, the king of the castle right now. So watch out for Florida State. They might be able to make a little bit of a run here the rest of the way. Absolutely. And it's so glad you mentioned that big time play from Miami. Let's segue right into probably one of the worst Carolina games I've ever witnessed in my entire life. This one defeated people like (laughs) Carolina Twitter reveled in the fact that Duke lost last night because that felt like a win for them. That felt like a win. Like there there was a fight breaking out in in my replies uh, and it was all Carolina and Duke fans. And I just kind of (laughs) grabbed my popcorn and watched, but yeah, it was ridiculous. Now, the North Carolina Tar Heels took on the Miami Hurricanes and lost 57-85. to 85. It was all Hurricanes all night. I mean, they jumped out to an insurmountable lead that, that Carolina just couldn't come close with. And as we'll talk about NC State-Virginia Tech game here in just a bit, the effort of Carolina was just lacking to the point where, yes, Hubert Davis talks about being disappointed, but, I mean, I'm, I'm ready for some cuss words. Like, I know he does. he's a very spiritual guy. He does not, you know, light him up, and he does not unleash, but – who is going to do it if it's not the coach, if it's not at the helm, and I'm not blaming him by any means, who is he going to pull aside and say, hey, I need you to rip your teammates a new one and get them together and get them aligned because this isn't Carolina basketball. And he knows firsthand what Carolina basketball is like. For someone who you know watches a historic team like Bayheim and the boys, how, how can Carolina redeem themselves as they head into Joel Stadium in Winston-Salem this weekend? Well, you bring up who, who's going to be the person to do it, and – I mean, just look up and down the lineup. Like, who's it going to be? I mean, Armando Baycott seems like too nice of a guy. Some of these guys are new to the program. They're not going to be the guy that comes in there and tries to disrupt the Carolina way. It's it's not an easy task here. And I look at Hubert Davis. I mean, you bring up the no cussing. Like, is that just of the the Roy Tree here, where it's just passed down? I I, I guess. I mean, they're they're gentlemen in Chapel Hill. Can't say the same in in Durham, but. Um, but that, that's what you're looking at right now is like, this yeah. is a Carolina team. That's been just wildly inconsistent this year, mm-hmm. wildly inconsistent. You look at 
uh, what it is, Haslametrics has the consistency rating. Carolina is in like the bottom 50 of the entire country right now. Yeah. Like you can excuse some of the loss, like losing to Kentucky, not a bad loss. Losing to Purdue, not a bad loss. Losing to Tennessee, not a bad loss. Even Notre Dame, Notre Dame's playing pretty, but like some of these games that they're winning, it's you win by 25 and then you'll go out and you'll get blown out by 25. There's no yeah. consistency. There's no rhythm. There's no rhyme, no reason to what Carolina's doing. I can't tell if they're a good team right now. And I don't think <laughs> anyone in the country can. Yeah. Yeah. They're playing with no heart. And I think that's the biggest like letdown because not only they're to me, they're playing like a team that's so afraid of letting people down instead of just playing their own basketball game. Like you're so uh, eyes glossy about being a Carolina player that you're not actually yeah. Considering the fact that everyone wants to play their best ball against you, everyone is going to play their best ball. Who doesn't want to say they had the year where they beat North Carolina or they put up 30 against UNC or they made sure that it was a long night for the Tar Heels? Everybody wants that opportunity. So if you don't relish in that, if you don't come out with heart every single time you go out on the court, if you're trying too much to play like hero ball, you don't play with synergy, it's never going to work out for you. And so I think every time they feel like they can win, they're good. They're flawing their puffed chest. Every time they feel like they have a challenge, they don't step up. And it's not even a fight. And that's what's most disappointing. Like, it's not even a fight. It's just like awful. Yeah. <laughs> here's, here's what needs to happen. And it needs to start at the top here with the yeah. czar of Carolina basketball. And that is one Michael Jeffrey Jordan. All right. Okay. You bring up how they come in puffy chested, BMOCs, all that stuff. I think the jump man needs to be earned. I think mm. you start each season with a swoosh there. On the jersey, Ooh. the Nike swoosh, okay. the jump man gets earned. You have to earn yes. the jump man. It's like, like the that. equivalent of like a helmet sticker in, in football. Yeah. The jump man needs to be earned. I think I that's like where that. we got to go with this, with Carolina. Because you walk in, you've got the, the latest Jordan 3s and the Carolina colors. You get yep. you get the, the jump man everything. No, the jump man's got to get earned, I think. That's no, where you're I, at with Carolina now in the post-Roy yeah. era. I I 100% agree. There is no more, you know, you know shoe unveilings or dropping the the cool grays. Mm -hmm. None of that. Like you got to earn your keep to be a part of that Carolina family for real. I like that. Okay, good. Look at you, Tyler. Look at that something. Let's talk. Let's talk about Carolina. I'm Carolina. Let's talk about Clemson and Syracuse here. I know there's a big game, a really you know exciting matchup for you. But first, I want to remind you guys that if you have not yet, please download and get NetSuite. It's the number one cloud financial system to power your growth with visibility. It, it can control your financial inventory, HR planning and budget, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of survey businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite for the new year. NetSuite has a new financial program for those ready to up, upgrade at netsuite.com slash l-o-c-k-e-d again that's netsuite.com slash l-o-c-k-e-d we're here with Tyler Aki of Locked on Syracuse, and we are going over some of the big games of the midweek and Tuesday night matchups. As we had mentioned, Florida State taking that big win, Miami taking that big win, and now Syracuse joining the club with a big 91 to 70 Five, no, 91 to 78 win against Clemson. And I'm sure you're feeling good about it. Must needed, you know, victory for Syracuse. And they're fighting for their opportunity, as we had mentioned earlier in the show, of that NCAA tournament bid. How important was this win for you and this program to get back on track? It was important 
but it almost feels too little too late. You've got too okay. many losses banked up right now. When you look at the game that you had against Virginia, Miami, and Florida State most recently, and Wake Forest, like these are games that you all had. Like they have not gotten killed in a uh, ACC game. They haven't even been beaten by that much, really, in an ACC mm-hmm. game. Their largest margin of defeat so far is five in the right. ACC. So that's the frustrating part. And you had all these opportunities. And now I expected some positive regression to happen for Syracuse. And the fact that Mm -hmm. they will start to win some of these really close games. Eventually they start to go. Right. Mm -hmm. And this is just one of those games where, okay. Yeah. Final score was 13 Syracuse really in control. Most of the game, a couple of double digit leads were built up. um, And then they pull away at the end. It feels a little bit more comfortable than I think the average orange fan would say it was throughout the game, but it's just trying to find like, if Syracuse isn't shooting 40% from three, they don't have a very good chance of winning the game. And mm-hmm. in this game, they shoot right on that letter, 41% pretty much. Joe Girard, fantastic from three. Buddy Beheim, fantastic from three. Both of those guys scoring at least 23 points. If you don't have these offensive pieces clicking, you don't have a chance because the defense has been so horrendous. I mean, you let a Clemson team that has really struggled to score the basketball lately, like less mm-hmm. than one point per possession – the last couple of games, three of the last four for Clemson, you let them kind of find their mojo offensively. You're just lucky on the other side that your shots were falling because if they weren't, you're going to lose this game. Absolutely. And, you know, as you're looking into a game like Duke, is this going to be a make or break win or loss for your season heading into Saturday? Yes, it's a, well, I won't say must have, but you have to get one of the Duke games. You got Duke on your schedule twice this year. Have to get one of them. Home game's mm-hmm. obviously going to get easier. But when you look at Syracuse's schedule, that back-end stretch where Duke falls in, that's part of a five-game and ten-day stretch, which mm-hmm. as a fan sounds awesome. As a yeah. player, I mean, that's the schedule out of hell right there. Five <laughs> games and ten days because of some rescheduling that you had to do. So, yeah. I, And that game comes right in the middle of it as well so you are Mm -hmm. at home you're you're going to be traveling back from a game against uh notre dame from a couple days earlier that's going to be a really tough stretch and it's going to be you could be kind of caught in the middle of okay we just played three games in a week while also we still have two more of these to go so you're in the middle of the marathon and i think the middle of the marathon sometimes where the mind can wander Absolutely agree there. All right, let's talk about some Wednesday matchups here. As we had mentioned, Boston College and Louisville were supposed to tip off at seven, but there was a leak on the court. And you ne- never can play basketball when there's a slippage. Like there, you can't. There's not enough wiping from your water boys or towel boys in the world that's going to allow you to play. But you know, better better they not play than have better than a injury. bat. Do you remember these when, when the the San Antonio Spurs <laughs> there were bats that were were hidden inside yes. was the AT and T Center. And like I remember there was one time, I think it was Manu Ginobili had to grab one of the, the mops and just whacked a bat or something like yes, that. Yes. Yes. I feel like anytime you see a bird or an animal that just any fly, animal, like how, how does that I'm happen? Good. <laughs> when you see in, in, in football stadiums, there's cats just running rampant yeah. ba- uh, baseball Listen. stadiums, there's cats everywhere. I just want to know, does somebody feed them? Because cats are the type of animal that come back. Like, they're not just mm-hmm. roaming around chilling for nothing. So somebody's got to be leaving in the concession stands. <laughs> like, that makes me wonder, like, what's happening to the concessions? Are they, are they okay. being tampered with by the cats, <laughs> the, the stadium cats? And now you're never going to eat stadium popcorn ever again. Sorry, no. folks, if you are, are a big concession person, always stick with chicken fingers and fries. That's that's my go-to. How about a little, 
best stadium dining experience I ever had was tailgating with a little bit of Bojangles right before an okay. NC State Syracuse football game. You can't go wrong. Ooh, you cannot can't go, go wrong, wrong with, with the four-piece supreme dinner. Okay, now I'm hungry. Great. Thank you as I'm trying to get right with my built bars and trying to get myself together for the new year. It's fine. Totally fine. Don't stress. NC State, though, tonight was full of stress, right? They thought that they could get everything together. They probably had a bow box, and they were heading into the game trying to defend home at PNC Arena, and they came up short against the Virginia Tech Hokies, who were able to pull off a 62-59 victory, and it was all Virginia Tech first half. Like, they had a lead of up to 16-17, and they were just making sure that NC State felt every shot. And then you see the fight from this team, once again, being able to put the pieces together, but just not enough in time to get the win when the clock hits zero. How frustrating, you know, if you're a Pack fan to see this, not only that, but is there a little bit of confidence or, you know, optimism given who you're down with? Like not having Manny Bates, not having Dennis Ross, both two big men that you are essential to your program. I mean, I'm looking here saying, all right, well, damn, good try though. Almost doesn't count, but good try. So Virginia Tech is obviously the more desperate team here. Like yeah. NC State, you can kind of write off the season with excuses and all that, right? And and you're also just not as talented. But Virginia Tech is the team that, especially when, if, if you were to tell Mike Young and the Hokies at the beginning of the season, that two spot in the ACC is going to be ripe for the pickings. Like it is literally going to be open season for anyone to take it. I think Mike Young would have felt really good about his team's chances of getting that number two spot. Yeah. While the reality of everything is, is that Virginia Tech has been probably the biggest letdown in the ACC. It's a, a battle between them and Louisville so far for who that team is right now. And with Virginia Tech, I mean, you've got the pieces. And if you can scrap up some of these games, like Notre Dame, I think is a solid win from over the weekend. NC State, go on the road, take down a pack team. I think it's not a great win, but at this point, you just got to start stacking some of these wins because right now this is a team that's down and down bad and yeah and you got to figure it out because you were supposed to be the second best team in the conference even without it being a wide open acc a lot of people thought this team could be number two in the in the conference but now that it's open for you i mean if you can go on a little bit of a run here because you've got some winnable games coming up at bc at UNC, probably going to be tough. It depends what Carolina team you get. Uh, <laughs> home against Miami, on the road against Florida State, going to be a little bit tough, but then it really eases itself out. Georgia Tech, mm-hmm. Pitt, Syracuse, Virginia. You got to have a little bit of momentum going into those games right there. Yeah, and you want to talk about momentum. Anybody I feel like who has Virginia left on the schedule has an opportunity to win that game. And so I think for Virginia Tech, especially all the teams that you mentioned, Pitt, Carolina, like you said, who who are you gonna who's gonna show up that day? There's very much winnable games and very much an a, ability to go into the ACC tournament very confident for the Hokies. NC State, on the other hand, you know I know people are really down about Coach which I don't understand. I think at the end of the day, we got to really cater expectations here in the triangle because if anything, you've taken a step back and you've said to yourself, if Duke can barely you know, get things done, if Carolina is not really getting things done, we have at least a consistent coach who has players buying in. You have people who are playing with effort who want to give you their all. You have got to you know, commend these Wolfpack for at least trying. I, hell, if I'm if I'm a person from Carolina looking at an NC State, I'm like, hey, I would have rather had that close matchup take the L than to see what I saw on Tuesday night in, in Miami. And, you know, I wonder if that loss to Purdue in December was the start of the spiral 
for this team. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was mm-hmm. the checkout because you had Purdue. You had them. One of the best teams in the country. Could end up being a one seed in the NCAA tournament. You had them in the palm of your hand, and you right. let that game slip away, and then you lose in overtime by double digits. And I think that might be where you see the quit start with this team. Mm-hmm. Like they were 7-2 and two heading into that game. Your loss was to Oklahoma State, a team that's a little bit better than you, and Louisville in conference play. And and listen, say what you want about where Louisville is right now, but at the time, mm-hmm. December 4th, like you're not thinking that's the end of the world. Like It's an early ACC game. I don't think coaches mm-hmm. put a ton of stock into that extra game right there. But since that Purdue game, that has started the spiral. They have gone two and seven since then, two and eight, I should say, rather. And it's bad losses, too, like mm-hmm. getting killed by Wright State, losing to Richmond. Um, and then some of these ACC losses are just starting to build upon each other. Now, they've had a pretty tough start to the ACC, I would say, all things considered. When you look at you open up against Miami, then you get Florida State as they're starting to play their better basketball. You'll lose to Clemson, solid team. And then you lose to Duke. Duke's the best in the conference. And now you lose to Virginia Tech. Like that's about as tough of a start to the ACC as you could ask for. But right. at some point, you got to start winning some of these close games too. Yeah, yeah. And you still have to play Carolina twice, which that'll be very interesting. Final game we're going to talk about here in just a bit. Want to get thoughts on Wake Forest and Georgia Tech from Tyler before I get him out because, of course, he has all the expertise when it comes to college basketball, specifically the ACC. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year, and if you have not yet, you should download the betonline.ag listing where you can get some of your bets all together with football, basketball, hockey, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. It's a new year, and so that means they got to have a new face and a new updated desktop and mobile website. When you sign up today, you can get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. To get started, BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline is simply where the game starts. Again, if you head to BetOnline.ag, you can get your bets in. We got to know that the NFL playoffs are right around the corner. College basketball is right around and it's in the thick of it. So make sure you get everything locked in. BetOnline.ag. So we're wrapping up the show here with Tyler Aki locked on Syracuse. Make sure you follow all of his content. Make sure you hit him up for all of your Syracuse needs. If you want to have him on the show, need a guest, all that good stuff. You can find him on Twitter under there. And now ending the show, we're talking about all of the games of the week. We have Wake Forest and Georgia Tech on the men's side. Wake Forest with another strong victory beating the Yellow Jackets 80 to 64. And I'm starting to believe in this Demon Deacon squad. Very fearful of Tar Heels having to go face them at home in Winston-Salem. I feel like, man, the we've talked about earlier this week how Wake Forest is kind of the bar in terms of who gets an NCAA mm-hmm. bid and how good they are, how bad they are, definitely flows with the conference. What were your thoughts on that and just seeing this big win from the Demon Deacons? Yeah, I mean, it's always good to go out on the road and pick up an ACC win. And Georgia Tech certainly isn't the the cream of the crop in the ACC, but there's some pieces there. I mean, they are the reigning ACC champions, for what Mm -hmm. it's worth. And Mm -hmm. I get that they lost some critical pieces to that from a season ago, but there's still guys who should know how to take care of your home floor. And to see Georgia Tech sort of fall off the way that they have has been a little disheartening to see. But listen, Wake Forest is one of the who right now is a product of a really strong non-conference slate. I mean, they they went 
10 and one in the non-con and your only loss was to LSU. That's a good little start that you have. Now you yeah. got to turn this into an NCAA tournament bid. When the ACC is as down as it is right now, you've got a chance to be one of the premier programs for this season. And I look at Wake Forest and you kind of talked about how they're sort of the bar right now. You have a chance to take advantage of the fact that this is a weak ACC. We can talk about how down the conference is, but at the end of the day, is the tournament committee really going to only let three, two teams from the ACC in? I just have a really hard time thinking that's going to be the case. And I get that they've got their fancy net evaluation tool that they like to use. (laughs) I get it. All right. But I I think the the net is really going to be tested because my entire faith in the net is going to be this year because there are going to be a lot of power conference teams that I think are going to be left out if the net is going to be used as heavily as AB. But for Wake Forest, you're a team that can take advantage of this week ACC, pick off some wins. I mean, just looking at some of the games that they have on their schedule the rest of the way, you still have Boston College. You still have two against NC State. You've got one against Pitt, another against Louisville. We'll see what Miami is built up to be come February because they run a really short rotation. What are those tired legs going to look like? So mm-hmm. there's a lot of wins to be had on this schedule. And you still have a game against Duke as well. You get another one against them. But this one's at Cameron. So we'll see. Yeah. This is going to be a very, very interesting Wake Forest team the rest of the way. Yeah, absolutely. Very well said, Tyler. And, you know, I think when you just talk about the grand scheme of NCAA tournament bids and what people look to evaluate, it's very interesting to me in terms of, like, how much does politics play a factor? Do you want to see a random Bumble team in the NCAA tournament? Frankly, like, yeah, it's cute to have, like, the Cinderella stories, but Mm -hmm. are you going to get quality basketball? And, you know, maybe I've been too, you know, nose deep into the ACC, but is everyone doing, like, exponentially better than the ACC right now. I mean, we, I know we're talking about down years, but I mean, is SEC like yeah. just bar none? Is Big Ten bar none? Like, I feel like I see upsets all the time. <laughs> like, it's yeah. not just a every, it's an everyday thing for everybody. Yeah, you got to hope that some of these Big 12, SEC, Big Ten powers start to knock off the, the fringe guys uh, mm-hmm. of their respective conferences and start to turn those into some, you don't want to see splits there. You want to yeah. see Kansas take care of business against the team that's sitting seventh, sixth in the conference every single time. Um, And you're going to need some of those. You're going to need some help probably if you're the ACC. But it's going to be really interesting because, I mean, I I was looking at the net today. Iona, led by Rick Pitino, right now top 50 in the net. And and I don't know if you saw Pitino's tweet, but he was like, here are my final four contenders for the year. Put a bunch of teams (laughs) in there. Sandwiched Iona in the middle so maybe you wouldn't wouldn't notice. But is Iona going to be an at-large team? Because you know? they're playing some pretty good basketball right now. They've got a win, in, in, a, a really big win, might I add, against Alabama so far this season. They're 15-3. and three. And could they potentially be an at-large team? They're 7-0 in their conference. So right now, head and shoulders above anyone else that they might play the rest of the way. And certainly the favorite to win their conference the rest of the way. But yeah, let's say, again, the, let's say the MAAC tournament doesn't go their way. And they lose early for some reason. Could they get into as an at-large? Will the committee look at that or say, you know what? We want Wake Forest. Wake Forest is the bigger brand for for our tournament, for our billion-dollar product that we need to put out there. That, by the way, we lost revenue on two years ago because we didn't have a tournament. So we need all eyeballs, all sponsors, all that stuff on 
Absolutely. I think we're going to have a lot of snub, quote unquote, conversations or bubble team conversations post. I think they're going to be teams that people are going to you know, very much advocate for who shouldn't have made yeah. it. But based on the way the NCAA definitely needs the money is going to find the way to squeak in a Wake Forest so they can give a highlight clip on Tim Duncan and Chris Paul over and Iona, who, you know, your top 10 players you probably can't name. So, listen, I'm not trying to be that person, but I'm going to be that person. You know, it is what it is. Tyler, it's always a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you for having me this week. Yeah, you know, I think it's always great to hit, hear somebody who could tweet out the nonsense, who can make sure that Coach K gets his little tour depleted. And I'm not mad at that. I'm, I, I love when people fight with themselves in the Twitterverse, but more importantly, when we can just call it for what it is. And I've heard, you know, we had the back-end conversation, um, some of us, in my household basically said that coach K's tour is not tarnished yet. I'm like, uh, I don't know. He said, and he being my boyfriend was like, well, he's still only 14 and three. There's still plenty of time to like ended it to be. There's still a good team. Like don't don't get it twisted. There's still a really good team, like top 10 in the country worthy, but but we still they're, love they're to gonna, hate. I mean, it's still okay yeah. to say we love to hate Duke. Like, yeah. it's, it's Listen, okay. Like, <laughs> this year, if you're any other ACC team, like, it's they hate us because they ain't us right now. Yeah, and, and I appreciate and- <laughs> that. I appreciate that teams aren't trying to be like, oh, because it's Coach K's last year, we're gonna, you know, let him just we're have this roll over. Song. Yeah, we're gonna exactly. we're gonna groove the fastball to Jeter in the All Star game. Like that, that's not happening this year. <laughs> Exactly. I love that. I mean, because at the end of the day, it's competition. And I would love to say that I beat Coach K in his final year. Who doesn't want to say that? Same way Carolina. Who doesn't want to say you beat them? You know, it's all it's all the same. It's all the same. Can you please remind these folks of where they can find you, follow your work? You can catch us locked on Syracuse Monday through Friday. You can follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Syracuse. And you can find myself at Tyler, A-K-I underscore no doubt. All right, guys, come back tomorrow. Freestyle Friday. Jersey Drake will be in the building. Of course, we got to get you locked in on some of the best bets heading into the weekend for men's and women's hoops. So you don't want to miss that at Locked On ACC on Twitter. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube. And if you want to get on the betting action, hit up Locked On Bets where your boy Q and Lee Sterling did that Locked On Bet of the day. You will get you right there available anywhere you listen to podcasts. I'm Candace Cooper and Tyler Aki. Until next time.